Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Razabani for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. With me on Zoom, the knowledge himself, uh, Spencer Ferron. Spencer, firstly, apologies. I've got a bit of a sore throat, um, but we're still going to do this because it's important. Last night, we saw a emphatic victory for Liam Smith over Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, I know you watched the fight. Um, did that surprise you? Uh, are you saying this for camera? Because you know my thoughts on the fight which I wasn't going to allude to and, and go too hard on. But you know how I called the fight. Probably you can tell the people now how I called the fight. You can tell them, Rev. You did say Liam Smith is technically a better boxer than Chris Eubank Jr. I didn't think he, Listen, I'm going to be rude. I didn't think he could stop him um, because we've gone on about the, the, the toughness of Chris Eubank Jr. and the chin. He's got a phenomenal chin. Right, um, but yeah, it was it was different to say the least, bro. Chris Eubank said in an interview that he, up until the knockout, he was dominating. He used these words: he was dominating the fight. Listen to me, yeah. Um, I've seen this on 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 too many people. Chris Eubank Jr. He, he is his own boss, right? But he's, it's kind of a catch-22. Do you sell yourself to the media as he's done? He's been very, very good at it. And he, had, he has had um, good success from selling himself to the media in a way that he has. Um, but you, you need fundamentals in boxing. And if you don't have fundamentals, then it's going to be to your detrimentals right um that you're going to come a cropper and when you look at somebody like liam smith liam smith as i was saying and i didn't want to go too hard on eubank i'll speak to the guys in eubank's camp and everyone andrew to be you just signed to his new company right said this was a foregone conclusion um napa who works for 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 those guys as well new sports they were saying it's foregone conclusion right 
Um, I posted when Eddie Hearn alluded to our conversation that we had when I did my tactical analyst and breakdown threat. And uh, and Nathaniel Wilson, the half-brother of um, Chris Eubank Jr., um, sent me a message like, Spence, you don't believe that, do you? This is easy work. I'm trying to say, you guys, and this is not disrespect to none of them guys. I've got love in my heart for them, yeah? I've studied boxing for 45 years. Seriously, right? Been watching boxing for 45 years. I've been ingrained in this sport for 45 years. And what's happened is we have gone by the wayside of looking at the archetypal British boxer, how they stand, their stance. I warned you guys, if they listened, when I was saying how um, Beefy transfers his weight onto one leg to another leg so he can generate the punching power to let off the shots. And he doesn't throw wide shots. He throws educated shots. They are not fast, but they are very accurate. And not only that, but he's coupled, he has a boxing brain. Right, I've had conversations with him about boxing. You know what I mean? I've, we've been, I've been a couple. I've been on holiday where we've bucked up where, while we've been on holiday. Right, uh, his family and my family, and we and we've spoken. The guy knows boxing. Not only that, but you're coupled with history as well. Right, you've had four brothers all win the British title. Never been done. Right, so within that household, they eat, sleep, urinate, and defecate boxing. Right, so it's very difficult to go against that. That number one, number two, Eubank had Ronnie Davis in his corner for a long time, yeah, and he believes that he didn't learn anything from Ronnie Davis. And there were certain times in the past, I'm saying it was in the past, where he was very uh, dismissive of Ronnie Davis. I'm looking at Ronnie Davis' foundation. Ronnie Davis was your dad in over 20 world title fights. So all of these kind of things, I'm looking and I'm saying like, it was a reality check for Chris Eubank Jr. Right? And the thing is this, Chris Eubank Jr. needs to be Chris Eubank Jr. because only Roy Jones can do Roy Jones. Now I could go right throughout on boxing and say like guys who try to emulate that kind of style of Roy Jones and they will come second best. Right? All of them are, right? Chris Eubank Jr. is going to be no different to Roy Jones. With the things that Roy Jones um, um, Jr. does, you can't teach that, you know. I'm going to be real with you. You cannot teach that. You can't teach what Roy Jones... Roy, and I'm not... So, because I've seen Roy Jones do a couple of interviews in the past and he gets upset with myself, but, but there's other things that, that which I did. But, yeah, but Roy, you was incredibly talented. You was incredibly gifted. You were blessed by the gods. Right? On certain things that Roy Jones could go do. Right? You can't show me a guy that could go do the things that Roy Jones was doing at the time when Roy Jones was at his height. You can't show me nobody say, oh, this guy could do what Roy Jones was doing. No. Roy Jones ridiculous. 99? Those times there? 97? No, brother. Roy Jones was ridiculous. Right? So, when you're seeing, I don't think Chris Eubank Jr. has been taught the core fundamentals of boxing. And it's not just Chris Eubank Jr. that hasn't been taught. 
the core fundamentals of boxing. There's many boxers that haven't been. And the reason why I can say this, I remember, I remember when Chris Senior, who I love, Chris Senior was saying um, Adam Booth was training Junior for a fight. And there was a little bit of a perfuffle inside the gym because Senior was saying, look, just let my son go and let him do his own thing, right? And Adam Booth was trying to show him certain things that were, they were, they were polished fundamentals, right? And it didn't work. And I'm only going off of what Senior said to me, and this must be about, this is years ago, eight years ago, maybe, whatever, whatever time they were training together. And Senior said, listen, listen, just let my son go. Let my son go. He's a thoroughbred. Just, just, just let him go. Don't, don't, you have to let my son go. This is him. That's the dad. I get it to an extent, but your son's not you, right? You watch how balanced Chris Eubank Sr. was when he fought, how he set himself, and it was the weight distribution. Even when he do that little funny dance, he always put himself in a position, even in retreat, to be offensive. Because he'd move, but he'd set himself right. Okay, you want to come? And he'd throw those shots. He would go right hand, left hook. And when he was lazy, he'd do that cricket punch, right? Like he was bowling a ball. Studied these guys for years. So your son can't do that. What your son is, he's amazingly athletic, right? But I think he fell in love with the romanticism of boxing. I'm going to throw a six-punch combination, an eight-punch combination. Right, yeah, I get that. But I also think that him fighting the weight to fight Conor Ben, right, where he, when I saw him on the scales, he looked like I wanted to donate to Feed the Hungry, right? Um, I think that could have something to do with it, but I'm not taking away nothing from, from Beefy. I, I, I had a mad feeling that something like this was going to happen. And unfortunately for him... It did happen. Spence, we're not used to seeing Chris Eubank Jr. be hit so clean um, so many times in the fight. Now, just break down that first knockdown and, and why that happened. Why did the first knockdown happen? Yeah, what mistakes did Jr. make and what did he do so well? anybody listened to the, te the, the, technical, the technical analysis that I did with you last week, I was saying how Beefy Smith is very, very good at shuffling him into punching range, right? And he does it from a tight guard, so he doesn't really mind what's coming back at him because he's going to throw, right? And that's what happened because when you saw Eubank was flicking out shots, right? He's flicking out shots, and Beefy Smith, he went two right hands. I believe he went two right hands. I only watched the fight once. Imagine I paid for that as well, right? He went, he went no chip box, right? He went two right, he went two right hands at him. But he was confident enough, right? I've got you, I want to have you, right? And then let's be realistic as well. This thing is down to experience. I'm not going to turn around and say Chris Eubank Jr. was a hype girl because when I saw him on the, on the come up, I thought the kid was very, very good, right? But he hasn't lived to where we expected him to go to. And also, things that is like when they were, when they were talking and like, I'm going to be real with you. When I saw um, Chris Eubank Jr.'s fight against Liam Williams, I knew this was going to be a hard fight for him. I'm just going to be real. 
what I mean? And we fell in love with the hype that it got so many numbers and the, 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 done, it done really good numbers on Sky. So we're looking at that. But no, I'm looking at, I'm looking at boxing. This is not YouTube boxing. So this is not YouTube, it's fine. This is professional boxing. You know what I mean? And when you sit down and you, and you watch the game, I don't think nobody thought was going to get a, a, a knockout like that, right? But the real eyes of boxing, the real eyes of boxing knew that it's what we believe Beefy Smith had left in the tank. But if he had anything left in the tank, fundamentals always be bad fundamentals. And, and that's the truth. And that's not me. And I wish the best for Chris Eubank Jr., right? But that's what we saw. We saw somebody who's fundamentally talented, fundamentally skilled, up against somebody who, who watched highlight rules and romanticizes with, with, with that part. Don't get twisted. Chris Eubank Jr. trains emphatically hard. He trains very, very hard. He's a hard, hard trainer, right? But... I think he started to run before he could walk. And that's me just being truthful. Spencer, the, due to his inexperience in a positive way where he's never been down, he's never been flawed, when he got knocked down, that first knockdown, he rushed straight back up. The referee counted, gave him a moment, and then he literally rushed straight into uh, beefy's kind of space yeah. right into his face and beefy just yeah. took him out should he have just taken his time would that have made any difference taking it, 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 it would have but you know what certain things like is roy jones gonna sit down and say no if you do get knocked down right if you do get knocked down, or if you are badly wobbled, old pro trick yeah you go to the corner in the v yeah right so that way you can you can keep your composure with tight guard, and if you go left, you're on the you're on the right side of the ropes. If you go right, you're on the left side of the ropes. And if you go back, you're on the ring buckle. You're fine because you're not going to get knocked down again, right? That's what you do. You know who's very good at you know very, I tell you who's very good at that. In fact, I'm not going to tell. I'll, I'll give you not too much gems. No, I'm not going to tell you that, right? But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. That's right. I've got to keep something to myself. Um, but that's what he should have done. But you know what? They're not going to sit down and say, well, if you do get knocked down, I want you to do this. Because they're not working on that. They're working on, right, we're just going to go deal with this guy. We're just going to deal with this guy. And because Roy Jones, when he was fighting, he needed that form of arrogance that I'm the baddest man out there. And he needed that because Roy Jones was flipping incredible. Right? Chris Eubank Sr. puts a tweet out and he says, and I quote, congratulations, Liam. I've never seen, I've never once seen Chris Jr. ever buckle in a fight. So big respect to you, your team, and your future. Should Junior take the rematch? Um, Is the weight an issue? Uh, no, no, no. It's not the weight. It's got nothing to do with the weight. It's the fundamentals, right? It's the fundamentals. Now, is he going to have enough time to go and learn the fundamentals now? Right. Now, he's going to... Listen, I, I know it's like to lose fights, right? And then you're going to have... You're going to have doubts. You're going to have little demons. You're going to have demons going in there now, right? Let's see how strong you are to come back. But 
unfortunately, he's this is what happens. He sold the fight really well. And you know what? Liam Smith has to count his blessings as well, because if it wasn't for Eubank, you would never have been fighting on pay-per-view. You wouldn't have been. At this stage of your career, you wouldn't have been, right? Um, I hope that he prays that the that that Eubank comes back to take the rematch. You know what I mean? If I was Eubank, where else is there for him to go? There ain't no. The Conor Ben fight's not going to happen. And the next thing, Conor Ben is my guy, right? We speak regularly. But don't go over someone's um, demise. Right, don't, don't go. I quote Conor's tweet and he says, oh man, Chris Eubank Jr., it's a good job you didn't fight me. You'd last two rounds at 160. You know what? With everything, with everything that's happening right now with Conor Ben, and I like Conor and I respect his dad as well, I refuse not to, to kind of get into that, but Conor... Don't gloat over someone else's um, demise. Don't gloat. You know what I mean? I'm telling you this now. Don't gloat. Because if you are gloating, yours is just around the corner. If you're wishing somebody success, yours is around the corner. And if you're gloating over someone as well, yours is around the corner. I know you two ain't too keen on each other and all the rest of it. But trust me, do not gloat on anyone. That's what I'm saying on that. And I'm saying right now, with everything that's going on right now, and everyone's pointing the finger at you, Right? Um, don't gloat because people are still going to say, I'll oh, shut your mouth, you're a drug chief. You know what I mean? I ain't saying that. I'm saying what people are saying. So don't gloat at no one. Spence, you know what they say? If you live in glass houses, you know the rest. All right. Uh, Spence, we've said quite a bit about Chris Eubank Jr., but Liam Smith himself now, a, a fantastic performance at his new weight category. If it's not Chris Eubank Jr. for him next, what would you like him to do? There's a possible talk about Kelbrook coming back out. They you talk you about just beat me to it. I've seen them two spar. They sparred back in the day. Wicked spar. Um, Sky, when I was at when I was when I was working at Sky. So I had the privilege to see the whole of their spar. They did rounds together. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that fight, to tell you the honest truth. Because that's the kind of senior tour kind of fight that I could kind of take. You know what I mean? And... Because of the success of Kelbrook, that Kelbrook had against Amir Khan, and because Liam had that fantastic life-changing career win yesterday, then yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see that fight. Let them two. Let them two fight. Spence, appreciate your time as always. Um, Spence, just quickly before I let you go, um, I know we spoke. You just mentioned about Conor Ben about gloating, and and I read out his tweet. Um, another fighter that put a tweet out uh, to Conor Ben for his tweet against Chris Jr. was Josh Kelly. And Josh Kelly said, this guy keeps chatting with two failed tests. You are no chance of fighting, lad. When your menstrual cycle's over and you come back from your hiding, you know where I am, brother. No victims helping you at 154. I know we've spoken about this fight in the past, at 147, when they were both with uh, Matchroom and Eddie Hearn. But Josh Kelly's come back from a, from a great victory over Troy Williamson. So... Great matchup for you? Yeah, it is a great matchup. Um, but Josh Kelly needs Conor Ben more than Conor Ben needs Josh Kelly. It's one, let's just be real. You know what I mean? But I'd love to see it because Josh Kelly, like I said, I believe that he's 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 really, really, really talented and he he's a very, very good fighter. Spencer Ferron, yeah. I have to be... Wait a minute, one second. Somebody just sent me a message about Dominic Ingle, right? Um, and Dominic Ingle going on about um, Chris Eubank Jr. as um, 
wearing the armband, the rainbow colours. And um, I think Kuju Bandrina was right to wear the armband for rainbow colours, if that's what he believed, right? But I don't believe that he believed that. I think he wore that because he did what we deemed as being homophobic. I'm just telling you the truth on that one there. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I'm inclusive of everyone. And I rate that. Cool, be inclusive of everybody. Um, but when Dominic say like, boxing isn't the space for this, it should be just sport and nothing else, right? And I get what you're saying to a certain degree. I get it. But what I am saying is this. Um, lots of people are standing on things right now because it's fashionable, yeah? If it's your true intention to be standing on something for any cause, then let that be the cause to doing it. But don't believe that you said something you don't be seen as homophobic. You think, well, let me just flip the page. Don't, you know what I mean? Don't fight the cause for opportunity. You know what I mean? Just like so many people would, were doing this Black Lives Matter thing. I've never really been into Black Lives Matter. I'm just going to be real. I am black and my life does matter. But I've never really been into it. You know what I mean? But the narrative I'm for, one million percent I'm for the narrative because I'm a black person and I really do matter. Right? But um, as an organization, I'm not for it at all. I'm just going to be real. Right? Spence, uh, I have watched that Dominic Ingle that came out today. I believe it's on Boxing King Media. And Dominic said that no matter what your race, religion, background or thoughts are, we should all be able to get along either way. And our sport is sport and we should just, you know, Chris wore, wore the badge and, and there was no need for him to wear that. Just focus on, on the fight in, in kind of summary of what he, he said. Okay. Now I'm going to address this, um, Dominic Ingle. You're not in a position to say what Kuzhu Jr. should be doing, right? And I've got love and respect for you, but you're not in a position to say what Kuzhu Jr. Kuzhu Jr. felt that was the right thing to do, right? But he felt it was the right thing to do because he said, and I quote, I would rather be gay than a cheat. Now, what are you trying to say? Gay people don't cheat? Of course they do. <laughs> right? Come on. Right. Right? Let's be real. Right. Let's call it as it is. Um, so you have to be careful on, on dealing with this thing right now. So I think he came out with that armband because sitting there in retrospect thinking like, boy, you know what? I don't want to be seen as being homophobic. So let me wear this armband. Because I know if he never had that, if, if the back and forth about um, beefy questioning his sexuality, he would not have come out with any of this. I'm telling you this now, straight. He would not. But he did. And it is what it is. I wish now um, that none of that went how it went, um, to be real. I'm saying, and the next thing is this, a man's sexual preference or a woman's sexual preference, that's your business, right? Now I'm going to say this again. I don't care if you're Christian, Buddhist, agnostic, uh, um, Jew, Muslim, you know what I mean? Homosexual, heterosexual, asexual, you know what I mean? Z-sexual, you can go through the whole list. I don't business about any of those things. You know why? You treat me with respect, I'm going to do exactly the same to you, right? You show me no harm to my family and my children, I'm going to show you no harm to yours, right? That's the key thing. And if we, if we did things like that, you know what I mean? 
love for your brother what you love for yourself, then we're going to be cool. That is it. You know what I mean? My biggest pursuit is to find the oneness of the creator. And if I could do that, then I'm going to be fine. You know what I mean? If I can do that, I am going to be fine. All right? Spence, always appreciate a little bit of your time. We will catch up later on the week. Yeah. And may I also that. say a massive big up to Patrick and C. I just came back from the, the, the little young sons, um, christening Elijah. It was a beautiful christening. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, it was mad. Got to see my old buddy. Kano was down there as well. Uh, so I got big up. I got big up all of them. Um, Smithy as well. These guys are good, good people. So it's nice for me to go see that gang. You know what I mean? So like all of that. Bless up to those people. I pray that everybody has a fantastic week ahead. You know what I mean? And if it's if it's not if if you have an easy week, that means you're not doing nothing. Of course, absolutely. And we'll definitely catch up this week. Obviously, big fight week. Frank Warren, um, Queensbury, Wembley Arena, Anton Yard, second attempt to become world champion against the very dangerous Otto Baterbiev. But yeah, we'll go into detail of that uh, over the coming week. Spencer Farrell for IFL TV. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.